0: about it much, and I don't think very many people think about it, and that's the Holy Spirit. You know, most of us take him for granted. Uh, we we never even thank God for the Holy Spirit. Have you ever thanked God for the Holy Spirit? Well, good. I know I haven't. That's why we call you St. Charles. <laughs> but you know, you should Consider it and think about it because he's with us 24-7 all the time. Uh, A good question to ask about the Holy Spirit is when does he come into our lives? That's the question. Anybody want to answer that? Huh? When we're saved. Anybody else? Anybody agree with him? Well, that's because he's right. That man knows. Uh, It's not just when we're saved. It's at the moment we're saved. There's no waiting time. The second, the moment you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit indwells you. Now, it's almost like God can't wait to give you the Holy Spirit. You know, And it's amazing. He can't wait till He gives it to you instantly, immediately. And it's almost supernatural. Well let me think about that. It is supernatural because God don't deal with the natural. He always deals with the supernatural. And, uh, I'd like to take a look at Ephesians 1.13. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you are sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. In an instant from that moment, you accept Jesus. You are sealed Now, if you go look up this word seal and go, you know, look at it real hard, you feel it has some relationship with ownership. Uh, So, at that moment, the Holy Spirit, indwelling in you, owns you. You're his. You were bought. Now, uh, if you own something... Will you give it away? And not hardly. Now, look, we're in Louisiana, all right? And my wife and I, we lived up in Mississippi for a little while. And a lot of times you find yourself out in the country. And what you find out in the country is a whole bunch of toilets just sitting in the back. People on these toilets, they don't want to give up on them. In fact, I can't wait for our first toilet to break. I got a nice backyard. I'm going to put one back there because I own that toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff I own, I don't want to get rid of. As a matter of fact, I still got a leisure suit that I bought in like the 70s. And I'm going to keep that suit. I own it. It's nice, Ike. It's nice. It's, It's nice brown material, and I'm not getting rid of it. And then there's Deacon Victor Gant. all right. Victor asked me, he said, man, could I come over to your house and burn something? And, and you know, in my backyard, you know, I, I burn stuff. I say, sure, Vic, uh, bring it. I know you got a little something to burn. Why not you bring it? Vic had a truckload of stuff. <laughs> a truckload of stuff he's been accumulating. It's hard to give up what you own. Now, so you think about God. Even if my life looks like a toilet, God still owns me. And he's not going to give me up. It just doesn't matter whether I'm a toilet or not, whether my life symbolizes a toilet, the Holy Spirit's not going to give you up. That's why We celebrate when people raise their hand that's accepted Jesus. Now, I raise my hand and I mean I celebrate. I don't know if I mean it or not. I don't know if I really truly understand. But I know some people that understand. Now, my wife, Yvonne, and Bishop, they understand. Because I remember when I first met Bishop, And someone around him and my wife received the Holy Spirit, he started crying. And Yvonne started crying. Freaked me out. They understand. They truly understand. At that moment, they belong to Jesus. They understand and they cry. My wife, when she leads people to Christ in the counseling center, it's amazing. She starts crying, and then they start crying, and then sometime they start crying, and then she starts crying. What a mess, <laughs> but they understand amen um, also with the Holy Spirit, we don't have to wait uh, look at romans eight nine uh However, you are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Look, you don't have to wait. You can receive the Holy Spirit while you're living in your mortal bodies. You know, you don't have to die to receive the Holy Spirit. You're living. And can, you can receive it while you living. Uh, you know, um, we are blessed because we don't have to wait. Now look at this scripture, John seven thirty nine. But this he spoke of the spirit who those who believed in him were to receive. For the spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet Glorified. That's over with. We don't have to wait. Jesus has already died, and He died for us to receive the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to wait. Isn't that good news? So what happens when we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit? Uh, Romans eight sixteen. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, look, not only does God give us a spirit, the inner man, he also gives something for that spirit to talk to, and that's the Holy Spirit. So they can talk to each other. Now, um... If the Spirit can talk to you, what is He trying to tell you? Romans 8 16, again, the Spirit Himself testifies with our Spirit that we are children of God. What He's trying to tell you is that we got hope, God gives us hope. It doesn't matter. You know, if you're short or you're tall or you're large or you're skinny or you're smart or you're dumb, it doesn't matter. We all have hope through the Spirit. Because the Spirit is testifying to us that we are the child of God. And He's doing it all the time. Now, nothing, not anything, We'll change that. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. If God is for us, who is against us? It gives us peace. Now, have you guys ever seen this commercial with the, um, what's his name, uh, Pinocchio, where he's a speaker, and, and he's telling this audience, and he looks at this guy, and he's a common-looking guy, and he says, you've got potential. And he says, no, start growing. <laughs> well, look, I'm here to tell you, you're a child of God. And you're a child of God. And you are a child of God. And guess what? The Holy Spirit ain't going to lie. He's going to tell you the truth. You are a child of God. It gives us peace. Now, here's the other thing the Holy Spirit does in our lives it changes us it regenerates us now the K, uh, the king james version puts this out really nice it says for if we for if ye have if you live after the flesh you shall die but if you through the spirit do modify the deeds of the body ye shall live look god does not hate us because we sin in fact God wants to save us he wants to redeem us we are all sinners but I'm glad I'm a good sinner and not a bad sinner oh that's going to freak some people out huh All right, what's a good sinner and what's a bad sinner? We're all sinners. I'm a good sinner because I believe and I have the Holy Spirit. And at least I'm in a position to be changed. If I was not a believer, I'm a bad sinner because there's no hope. There's nothing in that position to get you change to get you redeemed so you're going to act crazy all the time and not even know it not only that you won't even understand and the Bible says that you won't even accept the things of God so holy cow thank you Lord I'm a good sinner and pray for the bad sinners um, they have no hope none Whatsoever. Now, prayer is the other thing that the Holy Spirit does for us. And it's a shame because if he can't change us, then the only thing he can do for us is pray for us. If he can't change us, then the only thing he can do for us is pray for us. Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, uh, you can't find, I, at least I don't think you can find anywhere in the Bible where uh, the Holy Spirit is ever going to give up on us. You know, he knows our weaknesses. And uh, he probably knows us better than we know ourselves. I'm pretty sure he knows us better than we know ourselves. You know, maybe he knows us so well that he knows what we're planning before we plan it. And since we have such a bad track record of listening to him the only thing he could do is to pray for us in grief it's got to hurt his heart when we're disobedient to him indwelling us and in grief He has to pray for us. Um, Deep groaning. That means it's pitiful that he indwelling in us and we've accepted Jesus as our personal savior and he knows what we're going to do. Before we even do it. And he warns us not to do it. And we do it anyway. If you had a child like that. What would be your next, speck, your ne- next step? Pray for him. That's it. Now. There's power. In the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria, and even in the remotest part of the earth. Look, all of us, all of us have giants in our lives. All of us have disappointments. Many of us, our expectations are not met. And we have to deal with it. But most of all, what we have to deal with is the spiritual battle. It's spiritual more than it is physically. It's not the physical act. It's the desire to do the physical act that we've got to deal with. The old man. Now check this out. This is another statement. You're probably going to throw eggs up here. But we are not sinners because we sin. But we sin because we are sinners. The old man is what causes us to sin, not the sin. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with this old man. And you know, we focus on the sin instead of focusing on the nature of the sin. If you can change the nature of the sin, you can change the desire to sin. The power comes from the Holy Spirit to do that. And without the power of the Holy Spirit, can you imagine how difficult it would be? Right, very difficult. Now, here's something else I think we need to say. And it's in Ephesians 4.30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. I can't, not, I can't find it anywhere in the Bible. Where the Holy Spirit gets angry. Um, We can't make the Holy Spirit mad, but we can make the Holy Spirit sad. The fact that He says, change and we won't change, grieves him deeply. So this entity in your life, 24-7, how many opportunities do you have to grieve him? Uh, I was counting them the other day. I, I ran out of fingers. I can't count any, as many times as I grieve the Holy Spirit in a day. This who's in me 24-7, who's there to help me, who's there to counsel me, who's there to guide me, and I'm fighting him all the time. It's a battle. It's a battle. But with Jesus, you can win that battle. You can't be perfect because we're sinners. But oh my God, you can be a good sinner. We can't make him mad. But absolutely we can make him sad. Let's go to 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Now, uh, we have a little conference call uh, every Wednesday. And the pastor was on the conference call stealing my material that we were going to use tonight. For the people that was on the conference call, you know what he was saying. Look. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to fast on my own. I'm going to fast on my own initiative. I'm not going to wait for the pastor to declare a 21-day fast. I want to fast on things that normally separate me from being close to the Holy Spirit, like selfishness, like greed, like food, like money, I'm not going to stop golfing. But you know, there's other things. I'm going to take care of that. Uh, For what reason? To glorify God. How best can you glorify God by establishing a relationship a continuous relationship with the Holy Spirit where you listen more than what you talk, where you take it serious what he's saying to you because he knows better. And sometimes you know better and you do it anyway. It's called sin. So I'm making a pledge that I'm going to regenerate myself through the Holy Spirit in 2020 and beyond so that I can proudly say I heard the Holy Spirit talking to me and I listened. Some of the wives want to do that with their husbands. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Myself, gonna listen to what the Holy Spirit has to talk to me about, and I, I myself, gonna do everything in the power that He gives me to obey Him as to what He's telling me, and I will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in every respect, doing all good works, and growing in the knowledge of the the Lord. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. Father, we need you. And Father, we need to make it a habit of thanking you for the Holy Spirit because he is life. Without him, there would be no life. Father, without him, we would be nothing but a worm on this earth with no knowledge, with no love, with no ingenuity. God, we know that everything good.